Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the website. BetOnline, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Ken's Auto Detailing, Rosie's Corner, and our awesome friend Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf. Hey, don't forget, folks, you can order direct from Trey. Here's how you do it, okay? It's golf and other apparel. Right from Trey Walewski, you get your gear for wholesale. That's a big deal. Why? No middleman markup, ladies and gentlemen. Email Trey today, treypgasales at gmail.com. That's Trey, T-R-E-Y, P-G-A sales at gmail.com. A proud ML Sports Platter sponsor is Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Camilla's Golf Club and friends of the program, the Swan and Whitaker families, as well as Bob Lindsley and Daryl Abert. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, they have officially lost their minds. Bills 20, Chiefs 17, and really, really quick before I get to Reid and Mahomes, it's so funny because of the world we live in with social media, right? Where, like, this would normally take, if you go back to the 90s, before social media and the internet and the explosion of all the social digital, right? Um... This would be like only for the talking heads on Fox or CBS or whatever, right? There'd be no NFL network. There'd be no, um, you know, high-end ESPN NFL coverage. There'd be some, but not the way it is now. 
podcasting, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, you know, the social digital explosion that we now have, uh, it would be talked about half the amount it is now. You know, the gifts that come out, the photo of, you know, Alan smiling with Taylor Swift looking over to him with Travis Kelsey looking straight. I mean, all that kind of stuff like didn't exist, you know, even as recently as what, 20 years ago, right? So it is amazing in terms of like how this stuff goes and screenshots and circles and social and digital and all this sort of thing. That That's number one. Number two is, you know, let's not just make, just because Sean McDermott got a game ball afterwards, you know, half of Bill's mafia is screaming and yelling at Tyler Dunn. Oh yeah, man, your articles are relevant and RIP Tyler Dunn. And you know, all the things that you said were ridiculous and it was attack on his Sean McDermott's character and all this other sort of thing. And it's blowing up because the Bills won. Okay, no. Everything Tyler Dunn said in that article was correct. All of his sources were spot on. I don't care who it was. Player, coach, I don't care. The 25 people he talked to, I don't care about the number. He didn't just put it out that week to put it out. I know Tyler. I text with Tyler. I have him on the show a bunch of times. So what Tyler Dunn wrote was accurate. And the Bills were awful in this game in a lot of spots with game management. And that falls on Sean McDermott. Just because they won one game against the Chiefs, they are still in the hunt. They, it doesn't make them division champs. It doesn't make them what the Kansas City Chiefs have been with rings. It doesn't erase 13 seconds. It doesn't erase that they lost to the Patriots and the Jets, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, you know, driving down the field. It doesn't erase the fact that they... You know, he unfroze a kicker in Philadelphia, didn't go for it on fourth and seven, didn't go for it on fourth and two in last year's Bengals playoff loss at home at his own 47, doesn't excuse 13 seconds, doesn't excuse the Denver Broncos game this year with 12 men on the field. I could go on and on and on. Double digit loss of the Texans years back in the playoffs. And oh, by the way, Sean McDermott, okay, admitted he shouldn't have even addressed the article. It just shows that you're more soft. That's all that did to me. I mean, you don't address things and apologize and all these different things. He wrote an article on me. It hap- A lot of what he wrote about happened four years ago with the whole 9-11 thing. It was four years ago. I've moved on, blah, 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 blah. If you get asked about it, I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about football. If they keep asking you, kick them out of the press conference. Like, be tough, be hard, know who you are. If you really know who you are, then don't say, oh, I'm sorry, I apologize to the team. It was an attack on my character, but yet I know who I am. No, no, no. Know who you are and move forward. Don't even address it at all. That, to me, showed that he's even more soft than what Tyler said in the article. And I like McDermott. He's done amazing things. I've talked about it, the culture, all these different things. But, 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 don't even address it. Don't even address it. And the narrative has changed. They went from breaking the drought, changing the culture, you know, to division winner, you know, Josh Allen in his prime, uh, uh, mostly good drafts. You know, they've been a Super Bowl contender the last few years, right? The narrative changes in sports, whether that's fair or not, man. Like, that's all there is to it. And they've become a Super Bowl contender, and McDermott hasn't been able to get them over the hump in what is now their seventh year. So everything that Ty said in that article is still spot on. It doesn't remove all of the facts that Ty pointed out in that in that article about him being the head coach who has not been able to get them over the hump. It's one game, period. Now... Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have completely and utterly (laughs) lost their minds. So in this game between the Bills and the Chiefs, okay, um, and and, and I could start in a million different ways with this thing, okay, the the Chiefs are driving down, obviously, and uh, they they have a, a play where Travis Kelsey catches the ball 
and he does a back lateral, which was waved off for, for, for an offside play, okay? Now, as a Bills fan, you might be watching this play going, you have to be kidding me, a Kansas City miracle. Tony's just gliding into the end zone completely and utterly out, right? Completely and utterly out, okay? Um, I mean, just... It's unbelievable. You're just your head is spinning. You and then you see a flag drop. You're like, okay, maybe everything was going through my head. Kansas City miracle. You have to be kidding me. McDermott's defense blows it again. Frank Wycheck, who threw the Music City miracle, died on the same day. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, man. You just can't. Okay, it would have been an epic finish. Blah 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 blah. But it was a 49 yard touchdown. It was a cross lateral from Travis Kelsey to Kadarius Tony. Okay. It would have given the Chiefs the lead with just more than a minute remaining. Okay. Now, instead, they turn the ball over on downs because of a penalty in which Tony was lined up offside. Okay. Now, I was like, wait, you you can line up yeah, you can line up offside if you are, you know, literally as an offensive player, lined up over the line. Now, if you move whatever else ahead of time, blah, 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 you know called false start, all these other things. But if you don't know what that means, that that's really what it is. You can be called offside if you are an offensive player, if you're simply lined up over the mark. And boy, was he over. He was a step away from, as, you know, many have said, you know, Nick Sabato included, you know, he was a step away from, you know, being uh, in a Bills uniform, right? I mean, come on. And so that ended the game. The Bills go out, they down the football and, and, and that's it, right? And, and they win the game. Patrick Mahomes is losing his collective mind on the sidelines. I thought he was screaming at Tony. No, no. He was just going nuts on the referee. Completely immature, completely ridiculous. And how about your players being the ones to blame? Your guys dropping more balls. They lead the NFL in drops. Also, Patrick Mahomes complaining about, you know, and and national people and Romo and all these people, you know, oh, the Kansas City Chiefs players dropping... Buffalo Bills fans, Josh Allen, hold my beer, please. How about Gabe Davis dropping a simple pass against the Broncos that was a key interception in the game? How about Dalton Kincaid's fumble in Cincinnati? How about multiple errors? How about now Stephon Diggs becoming a problem, dropping the ball? Dawson Knox's entire career has dropped the ball. How about James Cook? He's electric, but he turns the ball over all the time. Shouldn't be benched for it. There's another McDermott problem, okay? I mean, it's like Bills can also hold their beer. They can hold five flights on that one. And yeah, statistically, Kansas City has more drops, but they also have Travis Kelsey. You know, they also have Mahomes and Reed to make up for some of that. The Bills, they have Stephon Diggs, their best player, as far as a weapon, dropping balls all the time. And Josh Allen can only do so much. Sean McDermott has held the Bills back a lot this year. He can't make up for a lot of those drops. And his defense has caved when the offense finally has figured it out and taken the lead. So give me a break. Give me a break with this stuff. Like, Josh Allen has as much to gripe about than Mahomes or anybody for his players not executing and his coaching staff not executing. If his coaches and his players executed this year, the Buffalo Bills would have the number one seed. He would be the MVP. And the Bills would be running away with the AFC East. It's that simple. It is that simple. And I'm not saying that because I want to yoke off Mike Greenberg and yoke off Dan Orlovsky, but enough of this stuff. Tony Romo, multiple times on the broadcast, oh man, if he didn't throw those picks, they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be where they are. What? Troy Aikman, oh, that one was thrown a little bit hard. Gabe Davis, you know, man, that, that's a little too much to ask for him to catch that ball. Yet they completed that thousands of times at St. John Fisher College in practice. Give me a break. Give me a break. Josh Allen has done more than enough, more than anybody in the league as a quarterback. 
and this is not fanboy stuff talking, this is fact, this is actual fact, than anybody in the NFL, and his team has failed him in a million different ways. Mahomes, dude, <clears throat> go yell at Tony for that. You're in the your third year in the NFL, as Kyle Brandt said on NFL Network, and you don't know how to line up late in the game. His players have failed him all year long. They've dropped the ball all day, all, all the time. His offensive line has missed blocks all the time. He's screaming and going crazy at the refs, but that's not only what happened. Mahomes then goes into the postgame on a tirade at the podium and says, I played seven years and never had an offensive offside called. That's elementary school stuff we're talking about. There was no warning throughout the entire game. Then you wait until uh, there's a minute left in the game to make that call. It's tough. Lost for words. It's tough. Regardless if we win or lose, just the end of another game and we're talking about the refs. It's just not what we want for the NFL and for football. And he says, I'm paraphrasing, that Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame stake, his Hall of Fame status is at stake because of that play. And he says that the refs took away greatness. Whoa! So you're saying that there's no warning throughout the game? You're saying that that hasn't been called? You're saying that you wait till, until the last minute of the game to call that? Oh, I'm sorry, mister. You were gifted a freaking Super Bowl last year <clears throat> on the Bradbury hold. Now, Bradbury admitted in the Super Bowl that he did hold. Here's the problem where I have with this. And this is what Mike McAllister, my buddy, who covers SU football recruiting and a heck of a lot more, we were texting about this on the morning after Chiefs Bills. Like, they weren't calling that the entire Super Bowl. So while that was a penalty, they didn't call it the entire game. They were allowing contact, so allow it then. So if anybody has any gripes, if anybody's mad at anybody, it should be everybody at Patrick Mahomes for getting a gift in the Super Bowl on a call that they didn't call the entire game until the final minute. Dude, you were gifted a Lombardi trophy because of inconsistent officiating. I thought it was a penalty. I did. But I was not happy, as Mike McAllister alluded to in text messages to me, I was not happy at the timing of the call because it wasn't called the entire game. It's like college basketball. It's like any other sport. If you're going to start the game and you're going to call it one way, stay that whole way. That's what we want as fans. Media as well. We want consistency. If you see a play, I mean, listen, I grew up on the Big East, man, in basketball. 75% of the contact was, they were fouls. They just never were called. They let them play. But at least mostly, now there were some bad officiating game, uh, bad, you know, officiated games, of course, but at least they were consistent. Patrick Mahomes is crying about this when inconsistent officiating handed him another Lombardi trophy? Are you absolutely out of your mind? And as far as Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame status, you are demeaning your teammate saying that he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame because of one play. One play keeps people out of the Hall of Fame? Really? One play might get somebody in the Hall of Fame, but it doesn't keep him out of the Hall of Fame. See baseball with Bill Mazarowski, who shouldn't be a Hall of Famer, who has a walk-off homer in the 1960 World Series off the Yankees. He shouldn't be in there, but he has that moment. Sorry, sometimes moments get people in the Hall of Fame. They certainly don't keep him out of the Hall of Fame. Mahomes is a moron. He's a douchebag for acting this way. Oh, wait, Andy Reid comes out and says a lot about the warnings. Oh, well, we usually get warned about that. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to go rob a bank. Before I go rob a bank, can you tell me if this is bad or not? Oh, you didn't tell me that it was bad. I just robbed the bank and got arrested. F you. It's your fault. Really? 
Wow. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, complete clown behavior after this game. More on Mahomes and Reid quickly after this on the ML Sports Platter. Brought to you by CH Insurance. Always in your corner, every day, every way. Log on today to find that perfect insurance plan for you at chinsurance.cc. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Rosie's Corner, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, and Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State. On LinkedIn and Facebook, get your financial plan in order today with Brian at advisors.massmutual.com. Mike Lindsley back with you here for uh, an ML Sports Platter edition. Uh, Again, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid losing their mind. It's all brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers and our friends at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. In a pool report, referee Carl Cheffer said uh, down judge Mike Carr saw Tony lined up offside. Ultimately, this is, quote, they are responsible for wherever they line up, he said. No warning is required, especially if they are lined up so far offsides (laughs) where they're actually blocking our view of the ball. We would give them a warning if it was anywhere close, but this particular one is beyond a warning. Dude, you don't need to warn them for anything, man. That's a Pop Warner situation. Line up correctly. You learn this stuff in freaking peewee football. Give me a break. Andy Reid, what a whining bitch. Patrick Mahomes, a whining bitch. Here's some more. For a guy like Travis to make a play like that, who knows if we win, but I know as fans you want to see the guys on the field decide the game, and that's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag. Now Reid and Mahomes, by the way, and Mahomes did this a lot too, they were bitching about last week with the Packers game where they got draped on in the final minutes. And yes, there were PIs across the board. Yes, the Chiefs got robbed in that game with penalties. Okay, Buffalo Bills, hold my beer. Everybody else, hold my beer. Remember the Bills-Giants game on the last play where Taron Johnson had a blatant hold and they let it go and the Bills got away with a victory in that game? How about the fact that it probably doesn't even come down to that if the officials call two huge plays uh, pass interferences where Bills receivers, including Gabe Davis, were tripped by Giants secondary and linebacker players. Remember that? They got absolutely tripped, should have been PIs across the board, and the Bills might have taken it down and scored twice, to which Tyrod Taylor is never coming back in a game down two possessions. Hello, how about that one? I can go on and on. I saw a million plays, a million plays in the Falcons-Bucks game right? Terrible, terrible officiating in the NFL across the board. But we're going to do this. The Kansas City Chiefs who were gift-wrapped, another Lombardi trophy, really? Oh, Andy Reid, I know fans want to see the guys on the field decide the game. Yeah, you're right. Like last year's Super Bowl, where the guys on the field decided all the way until the final couple of minutes until Bradbury held, which you didn't call the entire Super Bowl, and then decided to and gift-wrapped your ass another Super Bowl. And Mahomes, his ass, another Super Bowl. Really? Wow. They didn't make the call on Mar- uh, Marquez Val- Val- Valdez-Scantling from the week before. I mean, are you kidding? They're human. They make mistakes. But every week we're talking about something. I, I-, I just, it- it's it's unbelievable. The Kansas City Chiefs have now turned into, in my opinion, the most hated team in the NFL. For me, it was the Miami Dolphins. For years and years and years. The rivalry, Marino, Shula, two really great guys, by the way. But the rivalry in the 90s with the Bills, it was unbelievable. It was epic, right? It was on the level for us like 49ers, Cowboys. It just wasn't, you know, those two teams weren't as good as those other two teams. You know, the 80s, 90s, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, Giants, Giants, 49ers, 49ers, Cowboys. All those teams 
were, were better than the Bills because they won Super Bowls. They were better than the Dolphins because they won Super Bowls. The Bills lost three Super all four Super Bowls, you know, to three of those teams in terms of the Giants, Redskins, and the Cowboys. By the way, please change the name back to Redskins. Give me a break. Um, but for us, it was like Marino Kelly, Kelly Marino. Are you serious? Like they played in the regular season. They had epic games, offensive games. They played in the playoffs. Like it was an unreal rivalry. It's always been the Dolphins for us. Me, my buddies, we've always, you know, squished the fish, right? Like, it's always been Bill's Dolphins. I got news for you. I think the Chiefs have replaced the Dolphins for me and my buddies as the most hated team in the NFL. It used to go Dolphins 1, probably Cowboys 2. And then whatever. It depends. It's like the flavor of the month at that point. I don't know, man. It might be. It probably is now the Kansas City Chiefs. Between... All the heartbreak, 13 seconds, Mahomes bitching, Andy Reid bitching, all the, you know, the, 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 the chief fans out there. I don't know, man. You know, the whole, like, Mahomes gets every excuse in the book, but Allen doesn't. All the stuff that goes into it, it might be Kansas City right now. And I hope people understand and listen to this and realize this is not a fan talking. Do I love the Buffalo Bills? I absolutely do. I am recording this in my man cave office. It's my, my mom's former... Uh, teaching office. I lost my mom last year. She used to teach piano in here and, and I've, I've remade the, mo- the the room and she'd really love it. I mean, there's a tribute to her, you know, on the left corner of a wall. And then I've got Buffalo Bills and Sabres stuff. And I've got a bunch of Yankee stuff and baseball and, you know, my sign stuff and a huge just gallery thing. And, and, and I do my work here, right? And I've got, you know, family portraits behind my computer. She'd really like it. Um, and I really miss her, by the way. Um, and I've got Bill stuff all over the place. I mean, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine mini helmets of, of the Buffalo Bills. I have a Buffalo Bills, Billy Buffalo bobblehead. Huge, gigantic. I have Lorenzo Alexander, Daryl Talley, and Stevie Johnson signed photos on my walls. I have press passes and tickets. I have a Bills dartboard. I have a Buffalo Bills computer pad underneath this. I have the little people, <laughs> you know, all over. I have man cave stuff and pennants and... Uh, wood carvings, and I have a Thurman Thomas starting lineup, and I have me at 11 or 12 years old hanging over the railing in a Buffalo Bills blow-up helmet with a Kelly jersey watching players go by. Yeah, I love the Buffalo Bills, okay? I do. But this isn't a fan podcast. This is a media-objective person talking right now. And it should be everyone talking the same way. Kelsey, Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs, shut your mouths. You're all a bunch of babies and... You were gift-wrapped at another Lombardi trophy last year. So complaining about this call? Irresponsible. Grow up. And oh, I have an idea for Patrick Mahomes in closing. You don't like the officiating? You don't like the way the NFL set up? Where they gift-wrapped most of the things to you? They gift-wrapped Super Bowl trophies to you? You don't like it? You don't like the way you're treated? You don't like the $450 million that you were handed as the most... Is the highest paid athlete in North American sports until this past weekend when Shohei Otani's $700 million eclipsed you by $250 million, by the way? Okay, then go play baseball like Shohei and go hit 210. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to make you get the maximum reward. And oh, by the way, a big tip of the cap thank you as well to the Allen Angus Pub, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and our terrific, terrific friends at Welch & Company Jewelers, welchjewelers.com. Shop the showcase today for all the awesome jewelry this holiday season. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. For business owners, employees are an important asset. Competitive employee benefits can help attract and retain staff. 
CH Insurance provides high quality group health plans and great provider networks while keeping costs in check. I switched to CH Insurance. They're outstanding. It was one of the easiest business transactions I've made and their ongoing service is phenomenal. CH Insurance, in your corner, every day, every way. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.